So, I'm a little late on this, because apparently career changes don't happen overnight. Yes. But I can now confirm, my father is a Serbian warlord. <laughs> I, what? Wait, wait a minute. I am utterly and completely lost on that. What was that? That was a callback. Okay. To episode five. Okay. When uh, Jake was a guest. Okay. I don't remember what we were discussing, but Jake's sitting here and he just goes, Yeah, so I feel like in episode 16, we're just going to find out that your dad's a Serbian warlord. Yeah, okay, I remember that conversation now. There you go. All right. Well, on that note, I'm just terrible. Uh, let's start this show. Hey, that's not at the beginning. What's not at the beginning? The tracker. What tracker? On the, on the clip oh, you're, that you're about ooh, to play. Oh, look at you paying attention. That was about to be like half the intro. Yeah, that was bad. Okay, now for the intro. Jesus, this is not starting well. I didn't even click the play button. Ah. <laughs> We're back, listeners. We're back. This is this is how this show happens. This is this is production. Oh, that was uncomfortable. I enjoyed it, hasn't it? It's it's been a while. We're on a regular schedule, though, aren't we? Yeah, we're like a day late. Oh, okay. A dollar short. As usual. I'm writing the report. <laughs> All right, man. So, as we do... Uh, oh, wait. We haven't even introduced ourselves. This is Drinky Files. I'm this Dino. Is, I'm Ryan. Uh, yes, yes, you are, and yes, I am. And this is an Irish mule. It is Jameson and Ginger Beer. That was weak. These are a little full. I like that. I do, too. Ginger beer is a non-alcoholic beverage. Uh, Jameson is not. Uh, but that's quite good. I like that. It's got a lot of bite to it. Mm-hmm. It does. It. It's sitting at the back of my throat in mm-hmm. a kind of a weird way. Not, it's not at the back of my throat. It's on the end of my tongue. It won't get the hell off the end of my tongue. No, I've got a little bit of that, too. I, I've got kind of like a, a burning in the back of my throat. A little bit. Well, it's ginger. I mean... Yeah. That makes sense, but that's not bad at all. I love me some ginger. Do you really? Oh, I love ginger. I am, uh... Well, I'm non-committal on ginger. Yeah? Yeah. I guess it depends on its, uh, on its employment. How it's, uh, how it's used. How, when do you like it and when do you not care for it as much? Um, well, I like it when it's not super strong. This is okay. Mm-hmm. It's very strong ginger, but it it's not bad. It's, it's also a soda, kind of. Yeah. Um, I generally don't like ginger when it's really, really, really strong. Huh. See, one of my favorite things about eating sushi is they serve ginger with the sushi. Yeah. So I'll just eat the sushi, dip it in soy sauce or whatever, yeah. and then when I'm done, I'll just eat the ginger straight. One of my favorite things about eating sushi is it tastes like pussy! Does it? No. Well, if there are certain problems going on down under, it can. Huh. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I, I was making a, a... That was a visual gag for our YouTube watchers. Yeah, Neum. Well, I think people understand what Neum means. I, I hope so. Yeah. Is it sad that the first time I was made aware of that was Jeff Dunham back when I was in, like, high school? I don't think that's uncommon. Jeff, I think that probably happened for a lot of people. Jeff Dunham was so hilarious at one point. It, it, and it was at one point because he never changed his act. Yeah. He used the same jokes in, like, he had, like, three specials, I think. Mm-hmm. He had two regular specials and then a Christmas special. Yep. And it was the same jokes in all of them. Yeah. So he never really changed up his act enough to stay interesting, which is a problem for him, but also not too bad for me because I was able to take another comedian off my plate. I didn't have to worry about because I watched too many comedy specials. Yeah. I, that was... I watched so many comedy specials, you think I'd be better at comedy. <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent. Um, well, what have you been up to? Uh, I got a job. You got a job. I did. Excellent. Um, uh, what is your job? I'm a package handler at FedEx. You can handle my package. I handle your package frequently. They're like, do you have any package handling experience? And I said, oh yeah. <laughs> that is the best response. Did they actually ask that? No. Oh. Well, they should have, because... Well, they, they probably don't, because they know. They, they said, do you have any work experience in the last five years? And it was five years ago to the month that I quit my last, like, long-term job, the only mm-hmm. one that I would want to tell them about. And so I just said, no, I don't have any work experience. I've just been going to school full-time. And I yeah. said, cool. Yeah, they tend not to care about that too much. And, and frankly, school is enough work. That's part of the reason that, like, a ton of people don't even get a job in their degree field is just school is proof that you can work. Yep. That's really it. Oh, I guess it used to be school now is fucking... Ugh. Yeah. It was so, like, I'm... I'm not going to say I didn't earn my degree, because that would be undercutting me myself a little bit. However, they just it wasn't that hard degrees. to get. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that difficult to get. Yeah. Part it's... of that's because I didn't necessarily have to work the whole time, even though I did work for a lot of it. But... Well, a, a lot of places now, they expect you to take so many credit hours, you literally don't have time to work. Yeah, that is very common. I have noticed that. Um, also, though, I I did do... I was taking 15 credit hours and working. That's what I was doing. I was taking 15 credit hours. My schedule was fucking terrible every semester because the classes I had to take, I just didn't have a choice yeah. when my schedule was, and so I'd have three-hour breaks in the middle of the day so my school schedule was all spread out with no blocks large enough for me to work, except for nights. Mm-hmm. Well, that was also because part of your classes were, like, night classes. and part of, I ran into that when I was doing journalism stuff. A lot of the journalism classes are night classes, which I don't understand. Yeah, that's weird. They were, like, 6 o'clock. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? Yep. I've had either a 6 or 6.30 class every semester, I think, for the last two years at yeah. night. It's just stupid. So, uh, I'm going to call this episode, I don't care what you title it, probably okay. something okay. funny that we'd say during the show, mm. but I'm going to call it Drinky Files colon shots, number one. Why? Because this is 
we have scheduling issues, and this is going to yeah, be kind of a short... Yeah, this is going to be a fairly short episode, yeah. Probably going to try and... I mean, we don't really have another drink, because we didn't have time to buy alcohol mm-hmm. or anything. This is probably just going to be single, just... Yeah. Let's knock we're it probably, out. We're not going to take a break or anything. We're just going to run all the way through it. Yep. Uh, which isn't bad. I've done... I do a show on, on the other show's feed called Quick Hits mm-hmm. that I haven't done in a while, but it's generally a 15-minute show where I cover news stories with a, uh, I think, 45-second timer. Yep. So it's it may not even be 15 minutes. It usually comes out to between 5 and 10. So I do that for that show and release it to the feed. I was doing that for a while. I need to get back on that because yep. that feed has been inactive for two, three weeks now, which is bad for a yep. podcast feed. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I do want to say I don't know when the next show is going to be. Because I'm going to be gone for a while, and my move-out date is in July, and I might end up moving back to Lubbock. I, that, I, that, Dean. I know. I'm going to have to drive to handle the package. <laughs> That's a long drive. <laughs> what I was asking you is, this is kind of inside baseball for the show, but would you like to handle my package over Skype? Do you think that would work? I mean, let's give it a try. A couple, couple shows to test it? I wasn't super thrilled with the way the episode with Emily turned out. Not because no. of her or no, anything. No, no, she, she was, was an excellent guest. guest. Yeah, she was just, awesome. The dynamic was so different. I think well, there was rough, also... But... The dynamic was different. There were also four guests, and you had an audience that was intervening, so... There were two guests, and I had an audience. Yeah. I'm sorry, there were four people on the show, proper. Yes. And then... Uh, and then the two. There, was the, there were the people audience. that were hanging out with you that were commenting on things that really couldn't be heard, yeah. <laughs> and and stuff like that, which is fine. I love interaction and things like that. But um, it was fun to record. It was definitely fun, and I think it might work out, just depending. But uh, what I think might be difficult is uh, uh, synchronizing our uh, our periods. Um, I'm kidding. Our drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Your roommates move out, mm-hmm. and like your period goes back on whatever, whatever schedule it was, and then you're not in tune with your friends anymore. I know, and, like, I know, it's weird. My period it, it goes back and forth between being uh, like starting on the rise of the blood moon mm-hmm. when the god Morgoth comes to earth to reap the souls of the innocent, and uh, just you know whenever my friend has hers. Yeah, my period is just basically whenever uh, our Lord and Savior Cthulhu decides to have his way with me. Oh, okay. That could cause some vaginal bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus, no! No! (laughs) My, uh... My girlfriend's mom, one of the gifts they got her for Mother's Day was a Cthulhu pop vinyl. Nice. She freaking loved it. Nice. So great. Um, Mother's Day, maybe her birthday, I can't remember. But, uh, alright, so, you've been working. I have. I, uh... <laughs> I see this, and I'm wondering... First show, on the job. Show our friends at the, at the, uh, on the YouTubes. Yeah, it's a, it's a knee brace. Yeah, yeah. so, first week on the job... <laughs> Uh, they were teaching me a new... They are teaching me a new position. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what position was this? It's, uh, so you lay, like, on a table or a bed or something with your head hanging off, and you just kind of o- open your mouth real wide. Is the one where they fuck your throat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've done that before. No, so, um, starting out... On the receiving out, end. Yes. Yeah, starting, of course, that's the best place to be. Yeah. Usually. Okay, continue. Uh, starting out at FedEx, I was um, 
basically, there's just a conveyor belt with packages coming along, and so they give you yeah. a range of doors to watch. Mm-hmm. And if a package goes through that door, you pick it off, put it on the rollers. So they were they were teaching me the first day. They were teaching me how to load a truck. Yeah. So all the packages just come to you, and you just try and stick them all in a truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just shoot your load right into a truck. Shoot your load right into a truck. Yeah. Right up the exhaust pipe. Yes, right in there. Continue. <laughs> After it's been running for a little bit, so the exhaust pipe has had time to cool, but it's still a little warm. It's warm, yeah, yeah. You you, you smear a little Vaseline on the inside of it and just yeah. kind of go to town. Yeah, because you don't want to, like, cut yourself on rust. No, that'd be terrible. You'd have to go get a tetanus shot. No one wants a tetanus shot mm. in no their dick. No one wants dick. a tetanus shot, no. And then you also have to, like, you have to make sure, too, with, with the Vaseline, it makes sure that all the carbon and all the ash and shit get, comes off your... Your junk easily. Yeah, you don't have to like stand in the shower scrubbing your dick because yeah. you've already jerked off. You're a little sensitive. Exactly. Like when you're sitting there with a rab wrapped around your dick and just it's it's a little it's well first of all it looks like you're masturbating. So if your friend walks into the bathroom and they're like, hey, I need to piss, and they see the 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 the, the, the outline the of outline, you in the shower yeah. curtain just yes, they see the they see the uh, the um what's the fucking word I'm trying to Silhouette. think of silhouette. Yeah, they see the silhouette of you just furiously jerking on your cock, but they don't know they've got a wash rag you're trying to get ash off your dick. Yeah, so they just think you're... I mean, how many times have you been there? You know? <laughs> Once. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time to all kinds of people. All walks of life. Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was loading a truck, and I was just working with the trainer, and I'm, I'm not going to go into details, but I... Megan Trainer, Megan Trainer. Yeah, yeah. She's all about that base. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I put some weight on my leg and twisted, and my kneecap Ooh. went from its normal place to like over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, one thing you don't want to do while you're lifting packages and shit is like start belly dancing where you got to move your shit around a lot. And yeah. It's a bad idea. Yeah, because then you can't you can't grab the package. It's flying <laughs> all over. I and... grab the package motion. You can't <laughs> grab the package. Yeah, uh. So I fucked up my knee. Um, so I have physical therapy scheduled this week. Dude, you cannot get a break. <laughs> Seriously, like you've been like I've like every time you've come on the show, like every time there's been some instance in which you've been shit on. Even if you've had a generally good couple of weeks, there's always been some instance of you being shit on. I just feel like that's life in general. Maybe I just have a shitty life and so it seems normal, but I kinda just feel like that's life yeah, in general. That's probably life for everybody. You're right. Just you know. That's that's okay. That's how the world works, I suppose. I was the thing I was most disappointed about is I was on track for like thirty hours worked. Mm-hmm that week, and uh, then I just had to miss a day and come in late the next day and just totally messed up. Are you doing part-time or full-time? It's part-time, standard 20 hours a week, but uh, with the option, I can work two extra hours a day, which puts me up to three-quarter time, Yeah, and that's what I've been doing, Um, but I can't. I can't do that now. They transferred me departments. Um, so I can't go in early now and pick up the extra hours. That sucks. Until I get this sorted out. Of, yeah. yeah. Depending on 
whether or not you trust chiropractors and... Okay, here's the thing about chiropractors. Chiropractors who get on mumbo-jumbo, adjusting your spine will cause your, 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 your health to generally be better because the flu in your spine and your spinal column and the center of your being and all that other horse shit. That's, I'm with you there. However, chiropractors like, yo, you got a little bit of pain on your back? Let me crack that shit real quick. I'm down. I've had that. Yeah. It's great. It yeah, works. me too. Uh, I basically am in agreement with you on chiropractors. Yeah. Um, I have <laughs> well, I'm glad we agree on chiropractic. Yeah, me too. Chiropractitioners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to follow that up with. <laughs> chiropractitioners. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's people who operate in, in, in Egypt, right? Chiropractitioners? Yeah, they... In Cairo? Yeah, practitioners who operate in Cairo. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I went and saw one because even... Without the knee. Like, this job is just... I'm a small dude. Yeah, this, you're, not, you're not a big, big man. This job is taking its toll on me. So I went and saw one, and I mentioned the, my knee to him. So he just looked at it. He didn't touch it, because mm-hmm. he was like... Because I'm on work workers' comp. Yeah. Um, And he was like, when you're off workers' comp, come and see me. Your... Which bone is this? The tibia? Uh, One of them's the shin, and the other one's the thigh. The shin? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the tibia. Could be. Don't quote me on it. I didn't take biology. Neither did I. Um, he said, it's twisted, so none of the... Of course, it's twisted. That sounds a little... Not not twisted. Uh, at my at my knee, at the joint, the tibia rotated, so the whole bone is, he claims, at a... A little angle, out of whack. A little out of whack at an angle it's not supposed to be. Mm, that sounds a little chiropractory. It does... I, I don't know if that can happen. We'll have to have a medical professional weigh in. Yeah, we send will. Send us a tweet. S- send us a tweet. <laughs> tweet at us. Tweet. Medical professionals who aren't chiropractors. And or you, who are chiropractors but aren't the spooky kind. Use the hashtag wheat. Wheat. <laughs> wheat. <laughs> I was trying to get the huh really in there like you do, and it just, for some reason, came out with a really high-pitched <laughs> um yeah so that makes that makes sense uh again with the chiropractic thing like i had a i had neck uh, i had something wrong with my neck when i was a kid and, and my dad had back pain forever and, mm-hmm. and going to get a uh quote chiropractic adjustment can help sometimes if you're if you're a little yeah maybe a little fucked up but um it's not one of those it's not gonna help you with disease it's not gonna do no. it's not gonna do anything other than crack your spine yeah which Again, that can be helpful. I mean, you crack your knuckles because of the pressure in between the joints, so yep. they do the same thing to your spine. It's going to relieve a little bit of pressure, and that's about it. I'm, I can't say this isn't just placebo effect, mm-hmm. but my dad, I'm just going to speak as if this is given because putting in all the the alleged uses. <laughs> this is making me fucking sneeze. <laughs> my dad gets the kinds of headaches that really can only be fixed by a chiropractic adjustment, just these kind of chronic headaches that he'll just be on painkillers for weeks, and then he'll go get a chiropractic adjustment and they go away. I can see that. I can see that, maybe. It depends. Again, it it all depends on what the cause of the problem is. Especially if it's coming, like, from in your neck. Yeah. And there's something wrong there, and they just kind of... Yeah, give it it. a little little cracky. Yeah. A little cracky both ways. Yeah, can help. Cracky. That's the name of that uh, of that baby that I found in the dumpster. Cracky. Cracky. Yeah. It's a good name for a baby. He was all shaken and blue. 
Poor baby. Cracky. <laughs> Poor Cracky. <laughs> no! <laughs> I didn't have to go there with that. So this is my baby, Cracky. <laughs> He's adopted. Not legally, I just found him in a dumpster. <laughs> man, I got these cheeseburgers, man. Man, I suck your dick! <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. Don't be a menace in South Central while drinking a juice in the hood. That's okay. the full title. Wow. I think I think it's generally built under Don't Be a Menace. Uh-huh. But it's the full title is Don't Be a Menace in South Central while drinking your ho- your juice in the hood. <laughs> it's a Wayans movie. It's pretty good. Uh it's an old Wayans movie. From like the late nineties. Early two thousands, maybe. Alright. But uh I like it a lot. There's a character who's a crackhead and he's gonna give you cheeseburgers for for crack and he's gonna suck your dick. Nice. You do what you gotta do, man. I agree. I agree. Oh my god. So I I discovered a hive of just scum and villainy. Oh? Okay. Um, I was on Tumblr. Oh, well, there's your problem. Well, no, no, no. This is even worse. <laughs> because I generally hang out with... I hang out with... I generally talk to and interact with libertarian people on Tumblr. Tumblr is fine. I don't hate... Tumblr, I you, just... You find a circle you fit into, and you just talk to those people. It's an echo chamber, but nobody's dumb, from your point of view. Yeah. So, uh, I was... I got followed by this guy, and I was like, oh, this is a real blog. This isn't a bot porn blog, like most <laughs> of my followers. So I click on it, and I'm going through his stuff. Pretty funny. Good sense of humor, clearly. Mm-hmm. Reblogging memes that I think are funny. Uh, you know, things like that. Clearly has a cool sense of humor and stuff like that. And I get to a post that is from somebody who is part of Meth Nation. Okay. Meth Nation is apparently a self-applied name for people who are meth addicts and super proud of it. Nice. They post pictures of their meth on Tumblr. They post selfies of their fucking anorexic machinist-looking asses on fucking Tumblr. And Instagram and shit. This they is... reblog pictures of crystal meth, like, mmm, them crystals. This is fantastic. This is one of the. I think this is possibly worse than. You know what? No, it's actually probably not worse than the people who are uh, fucking shoplifters and proud of it. Mm-hmm. The people who post their lip. Like, people who are lifters, shoplifters, and they post their halls and shit like that. Because mm-hmm. they're actually stealing somebody else's property. I mean, th- at least the meth heads are just killing themselves. Yeah. They're not hurting anybody else. But, uh, yeah, they're super proud of it, dude. There's memes <laughs> from meth heads. They're like, hey, let's go tweet together, man. That's that's fucking awesome. I'm, I am aghast. I... I... I'm so happy right now that this exists. Like, this is fucking fantastic. Um, there was like, they, they were responding to stuff like crack is whack and being like, no man, it's great, it's a magical experience. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Tweaker Nation on Tumblr. There's. Alright, what, what have we got? These are posts that are tagged Tweaker Nation. Your Highness 66. Yeah. I don't always smoke wet meth, but when I do, I listen to Pantera. Good for you. Um, 
People with pictures of their lines. People, literally a fucking picture of this chick smoking meth. Uh, another another video of this chick smoking meth. More lines. Someone asking for a hookup. Another picture of somebody's pipe and of their meth. Uh, a picture of two pe- two ice delivery people with a pun about it being meth. A this bag is, of meth. This, oh, I'm so happy. This is fantastic. A picture of a ton of drugs and meth. <laughs> Dude. A chick showing her tits and I don't know what this is supposed to... There's no meth in it. It's just tits. A bong. That doesn't belong here. Does it? I don't know. Can you smoke meth with a bong? Can you smoke bong? meth from a water bong? I have no idea. I imagine you probably can't. Oh, yeah, dude, it's got a bowl at the top. Oh, yeah. That is meth. This dude's smoking meth. This chick's smoking meth. This is a legitimate fucking... This chick's got a fucking needle. Syringe. She has a fucking syringe. Slamming meth. Her fucking... That's a fucking tag. Slamming meth. Tweaker girls. Rigs. What the fuck, rigs? Oh, my God. People who think these filters look good... I am just blown away. Someone made a stick figure man out of crystals. That's kind of cool. This is a cop. Where's the tweakers at in Atlantic Canada? (laughs) (laughs) Cop! (laughs) I'm going to comment cop, dude. <laughs> a blowtorch and meth. Someone naked. Schumer's naked. Is that supposed to be Amy Schumer? I don't fucking know. No, I think. This chick thinks she's hot. This chick probably thinks she's hot. They're all smoking meth. Someone is smoking meth with a negative filter run on the video. Because they think that looks good. Someone smoking meth. No, is... they're snorting a line, bro. Oh, they are. Uh, is that is that such a thing? A line you snort through a water bong, or is that heating it? I have no idea. I can't tell what's happening here. Mmm, that's weird. People smoking meth. All these motherfuckers look anorexic. Yeah, they all look pretty fucked up. Track marks. Fucking people's track marks. Shot up more than twenty times a day for two months. Ends with a smiley face. Hashtag tweaker problems. What the fuck? (laughs) This is what the internet was made for. They have a kick. The chat app. Uh Uh-huh. There's a kick? Yeah, if you... It was up a little bit. We don't have to go back. This person tagged all their shit. 16 paranoia-filled days later. Tweaker time be like, oh my god, this is fucking insane. I found this shit the other day. (laughs) And the dude had reblogged it with, like, some smart-ass comment on it. Like, what the fuck? Like, he was was obviously making fun of them, which is the appropriate thing to do. Um, Because it's not even like, dude, a picture of a diamond ring, I don't want diamonds, I want fucking crystals. Motherfucker, fuck you. I'm done with this shit. (laughs) Oh, dear God. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do anymore. Life is over. 
I'm 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 done. I don't know what to do with my life anymore, and I'm done. Nice. Way to type that URL. You typed it. I did. Anyway, you sent me an article the other day. Yeah. I think it's a pretty cool article. It's one we've talked about a little bit before. Did we uh, talk about this article before? Not, or not this article, but this topic. Yes. Sorry. Good topic, by the way. It is. It's, I like this topic. What's Google celebrating with the Black Ribbon? No idea. It's not clickable. Our hearts are with the victims, their families, and the community of Orlando. Oh, oh the shooting. Yeah. yeah. Let's we're gonna hear we're gonna hear something about the FBI coming out in a few days about that one. He was under surveillance. Um, probably. Yeah, let's let's not get into that. That's too heavy. Uh, autoplay videos. Anyway, uh, this was actually pretty good from the next web. Yeah, M- millennials don't suck. You're just old and hate change. Written by Ryan McCready. Um, now this is an article that has we did talk about this a little bit ago because I believe I talked about that post my grandma made. And this is a response, I believe, to that video. Yep. That my grandma reposted on Facebook. Yep, that girl is videos going around about everything that's wrong with millennials. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just... I, I couldn't actually watch the whole thing. I watched, like, the first 30 seconds. It was like, I know where this is going. I couldn't I can't either. stand this shit. I watched quite a bit of it. Yeah? Yeah. I got over halfway through it, and I was just like, I'm done. Does I'm she? Here. I'm done. Does she ever move on from just chivalry is dead? It comes up several times, but she does move on from it. Because that was... Talks about respecting elders, talks about being lazy, and all this other shit. Man. Probably the least informed person on the internet. <laughs> like, for real. This is this is just confirmation bias, I'm sure. But all the times I can remember where I, like, went out of my way to respect my elders, it just fucking, like, didn't go well for me. Like, you don't gain anything from it. Like, a very... Once you get to, like, 16 or 18, mm-hmm. they don't have fucking anything to say to you that you don't no. already know. Exactly. They're, they're not these anymore. I'm sure maybe there was a time when this was true. I don't know. But, like, all the people... They're not ultra-wise anymore. They're not ultra-wise. They aren't these just fountains of knowledge and wisdom that no. can pass down useful information. The, the only things that you can get from from people who have lived a long time are, is just life shit. Mm-hmm. Like, general life shit. Especially when you're young and you don't know the way the world fucks you. Like, uh, that's the only thing that I've ever found that they and that's not have shit. to offer as far as wisdom. That's not shit, shit that anyone ever told me. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not really me either. All, all that I hear from from my elders that I'm around is... Not my elders isn't my parents. What about my grandparents? I'm talking about my grandparents. All I hear is how fucking awful Obama is and how much this country's gone down the toilet since their day. Which, frankly, it, it sucks a little more than it did in their day, but that's not the point. I think probably people are just more informed now and realize how shitty everything is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really... I mean, when you can look up anything on the internet, you don't really need or... Like, I'm not going to say you don't need, but there's not necessarily a lot that people have to offer as far as knowledge when all the knowledge is at your fingertips. For people who actually care. Yeah, for Now, there are care. dummies in this world who definitely need to be sat down by an adult and, sit and like, taught things. <laughs> yeah. But... but I, I mean, I, arguably, the reason they need that is because... 
their elders didn't have failed them in the first place. Yeah. yeah, like there is an age when everyone needs that. Like, yeah, everyone. For some people, it's longer than others. Yeah, it is, and you know, there's some variance there. But and if, I don't know where I am. It's it's one of those things where you don't know where you are on that scale. Like until you've surpassed the place that you are, you don't know where you were. Yeah, it's almost like history. You can't name a period in history while it's happening. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is um, this is a, a direct response to to that video that we mentioned. Yes. Um, Alexis, should we play a little bit of the video, or I would I... let I would let our listeners go look it up if they're okay. I'll give a link then. Misogynist enough. Um, this was a video that made the round on Facebook, and if you look at. I am going to this copy this. Fusion.net. Uh, this millennial. I'm just going to make a Google link for it. Okay. So there's something shorter. I don't have to remember any of that shit. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, Alexis, I'll Alexis Bloomer is the girl who made the video. Uh, G-O-O dot G-L slash capital E, capital B. Do I, have, I don't have to say capitals, do I? I'm not sure. Uh, you shouldn't have to. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. G-O.G-L slash capital E, capital B, lowercase p, capital P, E, capital X. Um, yeah, so that's the thing, and I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, I honestly should leave that open, so I remember to put that in the show notes. Um, but that's the, that's a, a link where you can find the video that was, that made the rounds on Facebook. Uh, and this article is a response. Yeah, so he, at the start, just hits all the stereotypes about millennials um, mm-hmm. that we're lazy, we're, we feel entitled. Um, let's see here. He, he points out that... Uh, I'm just going to read the opening of this article then. I'll, I'll just read the first paragraph and you can go if you like to. We can do it classroom-style popcorn reading. Um, Alexis Bloomer seems to think that we should be making our relationship with older generations even worse and undermining... You want to... We missed, like, a sentence at the top. Uh, it just says, as a millennial, I'm not sorry for my work habits or my lifestyle choices. Yeah, and that sets up what you were yeah. reading right Which, now. frankly, is a little bit arrogant. Like, you always make choices that you kind of regret. Yeah, but... But I, I get his point. Yeah. Um, Alexis Bloomer seems to think we should be. I'm... We should be sorry for blah blah blah, uh, making our relationship with older generations even worse and undermining the unique value of the millennial generation in the process. Not to mention making sweeping generalizations by claiming her own experiences represent the eighty plus million other millennials. She should have used data to back up her claims, but she chose not to. Now many of us will have to go to links to salvage our reputation in the face of a thirty plus million views of that on that video. Now. I personally don't necessarily agree that we're all going to have to go to great lengths to fight this video that's made the rounds, because the only people who are going to take that video seriously are people who already agree with it. Yeah. And it's people that we're already going to have to convince that we're not all pieces of shit. Yep. So, I don't think we, this is necessarily a big fight for millennials, this video, blah, blah, blah. No, it's really not. It's, she was preaching to the choir and everybody knows it. Yeah. All right. That's how these videos work. Accor- uh, next one. According to some, millennials are the greatest generation but to many, we are literally the worst. But every generation has evolved from the generation before them. We were shaped by their beliefs, ideas, and teachings. It's not like we just showed up one day and decided to ruin everything. Still, many baby boomers, Gen Xers, love to spurt facts about how entitled, selfish, and lazy we are. 
But is any of this true? The data shows mostly not. Millennials have found new ways to live, to love, and work, myself included. For some chain, for some chain, and that's true of, of, of me, actually. Mm-hmm. Minus the work part thus far, it's hard to find a job. But uh, as far as living love, yeah, actually. I'm part of a very non-traditional relationship. Uh, anyway, for some change is scary, but why do we of the younger generation constantly have to defend ourselves? It's time to, which all of our, all the previous younger generations have had to do. Yep. Um, it is time to set the record straight, especially because millennials are now the largest generation. We are also an incredibly entrepreneurial, resilient, accepting, and charitable generation. But too often we are simplified to just a few less than complementary characteristics. Using data from the Census Bureau and other reputable sources, we took an extended look into those beliefs with the aim of busting some popular myths about millennials. Without giving too much away, we found that most, if not all, of the myths are overblown or widely misreported. Often, I believe, as a measure of resisting of resistance against a rapidly changing world. So, with that said, let's get to busting, or confirming, myths about millennials. Mm-hmm. And then from here, let's just hit some of the points and data. Um, uh, there's an interactive wheel here of statistics and things that are, that's frankly a little bit unnecessary. Honestly, just give me the fucking facts. I don't need to deal with your simple, with your nice little flash animations. Um, <laughs> millennials have it easier than previous generations. That's the first myth. Um, not true. Not true. Unemployment rates at ages 25 to 32 by generation. Millennials right now. Millennials are the largest at 8.2% unemployment. Boomers second largest at 65 Gen X at 5.8, and Silent, which isn't what I, a term I've heard before. I'm assuming... At 4.7%. I don't know that Silent is a thing. Um, so this is each generation's unemployment at the same age range. Yes, uh, which we are not entirely sure about, because it's when dealing with unemployment statistics specifically, it's helpful to point out that official unemployment statistics are based on unemployment numbers from the government. Mm-hmm. The government does not count discouraged workers. Yep. Which is a massive number. In fact, uh, I just want to do this real quick. Let's see uh, what Shadow Stats has to say about the unemployment rate right now. Shadow Stats is an organization that gives an alternate unemployment rate based on uh, the inclusion of estimated discouraged workers. So let's click unemployment right now. And it says 23% exactly. Last time I checked, it was 22.9. So, yeah. In in the month of May 2016. Now, the government's reporting 5.8 or something like that across the board. But uh, 23% is what Shadow Stats reports. Yeah. So even if you take between the two, it's still a massive number. Yeah, that's huge. So, yeah, that's something important about unemployment statistics. When you hear unemployment statistics, probably wrong. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, millennials have the highest unemployment rate of any generation is the point. Yep. Um, even if it's getting worse for the rest of America, it's actually the same for us. Like, unemployment is sitting at that. Um, and a lot of this has to do with baby boomers not retiring. Yes. Yeah, the market is absolutely flooded um, with people who should have retired by now. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, that's the problem with Social Security, too. I mean, Social Security was built as, like, you retire, you live about five more years, and then you die. People are living about 100 years old now, so... 
It's fucking ridiculous. Should I be trusting this? Uh, probably. Tell? It's probably just a spill from the alcohol of some other time, but I, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, it wasn't sticky or crusty uh, and hard. They also have a uh, a graph here of the change in 18 to 34 year olds' wage over time, so, which in 2000 takes a massive dive from. Uh, 37,000 37, to under 34k. 34. Up to 20. Between 2000 and 2013, it dropped from over 37 to under 34. Yeah, $3,000 in three years. Yeah. Um, real income change from 1970 to 2015. Um, the top 1% real income has gone up 76%. The top 10% real income has gone up 68%. Top fifty percent has gone up twenty percent, and the bottom ten percent has gone up twenty percent. So, all right, and then uh, let's move on to myth two because I don't necessarily agree with his uh, taking of this one bit here. Yeah, I don't um, feel that income inequality in itself is a problem. No, I mean it comes from other things. It's a symptom. Um, anyway, myth number two: millennials are lazy. This is one of my favorites. Yep, I love this one. It's so great. Yep. Because so, it's such horseshit, both statistically and observationally. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... He doesn't go into here in this article, um, but I think I think you posted a link on Facebook, I saw, or something, that uh, statistically millennials at traditional jobs work harder than um, Gen X or baby well, boomers. Well, uh, it's... What, what it gets confused with... It, the answer is yes. But what it gets confused with is that millennials aren't fans of the traditional nine to five working day. Um, because it's bullshit. It is horseshit. <laughs> you are highly unproductive through huge chunks of a nine to five working day. Yeah. Um, and so what millennials prefer is generally very flexible hours. People take that as laziness, but um, millennials more than any other generation will actually handle work outside of work mm-hmm. and especially work correspondence. It was like 80%, yep. something like 80% of millennials will answer work emails outside of the workplace. Yep. Um, which is higher than other generations. Yeah. So, uh, his first... I know my mom won't do it. And frankly, I probably wouldn't either because I'm like, I work at work, but it depends too. It depends. Because if I get a, a job that's a little bit more on the, on the creative side of things, hey, you gotta do some of that from home. Yep. So his first uh, number in disproving that millennials are lazy is entrepreneurship. Yes. Uh, so number of businesses started, millennials eight, boomers four. Throughout their lifetime. Throughout their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Age at first business started, millennials 27, boomers 35. Yes. Now, a bar graph was not the proper representation of those numbers. He no. needs to find a different graph. However... Uh, the point stands. Yep. Millennials are starting businesses earlier than boomers. And starting more of them. Yes. Uh, partially because we can't find a fucking job! <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, sorry, a little earlier than I'm Um. He talks about how millennials don't trust big corporations. Yes. Because we've seen shit go bad. Yes. Uh, let's, let's read this, uh, this one here. All right. Uh, not only are we the generation of entrepreneurship, we are also the generation of flexibility, which, for some reason, is commonly perceived as laziness by people of older generations. We work just as hard as other generations, we just do it on our own time. 
A healthy work-life balance has been a cornerstone of the millennial workforce and will be for some time, with 77% of all millennials wanting flexible work hours because they believe they will be more productive. Recently, big companies have listened. Now, over half of the big companies allow flexible work hours. It's unfair to think that we are lazy because we do not work in the same way as generations before us. We are in a vastly different world than they were uh, when they were entering the workforce. Right now, I'm able to work from... Huh? Anywhere. Using work the... them from... Yeah, there's a extra... Yeah, yeah, that's a bad wording. Right now, I'm able to work from anywhere using little more than my computer. What would have been possible? Uh, that would not have been possible even five years ago. Yep. Um. So, uh, and and he does have a small caveat here. Uh, there are some major downsides to this new work culture. Unlike less technologically driven generations, we are always working. There is no off switch. It's been found that almost eighty nine percent of millennial workers are checking and responding to work emails outside of normal working hours. Additionally, 73% of millennials are expected to be able to respond to calls or emails at any time. Unless I'm sleeping, I always have my phone on my body or within reach. Gone are the days when leaving the office means leaving work. Er, gone are the days when you leaving the office meaning work was over. That was also a poorly worded sentence. Yes. I would have given this article another pass. Um... So there's a uh, that's something that I also thought was interesting. Uh, aside from, and I don't think he mentioned, but uh, it's something like 27 percent of millennials have started their own business. Um, I don't I don't believe that was mentioned. Uh, there's I'm 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 always interested in this because we do know that there are huge chunks of a nine to five job which are not productive. That's where the ten two yep. and four Dr Pepper uh, motto came from. Yep. It was the fact that at 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 4 o'clock, you get tired and you quit, you quit being able to go, go, go. Yep, um, so, or it was, yeah, so you drink Dr. Pepper, you get your sugar levels back exactly. up. And it peps you up and then you go. That's yep. where the whole thing came from. Yep. Is the fact that in an eight-hour workday, you're not productive at 10, 2, and 4. And so millennials have decided, okay, well, then I'll just work when I can. Yeah. I'll, I'll just work when, when I'm going to be able to do work, um, which is generally yep. a good way to go about it. Yeah, I agree. Because not only does it deal with... This is the thing that I find interesting. Not only does it deal with that issue of, of being uh, down at certain times of the day, but it also deals with um, motivation. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I do not have a motivation to do fucking anything at 4 o'clock. Sorry, I'm done. Yeah. And I believe that's true of everybody. I mean, you slog through it and you get shit done, but you don't want to. My, my hours are a little bit different, but yeah, everyone yeah. has times when... They're productive in times when they're not. Exactly. Well, I think this is in reference to the traditional eight-hour day type of thing, where you get up, you go to work, and then you're not back home until, you know, such and such a time. Which uh, it can it can work. It's fine. Certain certain uh, certain places. I've worked industrial style jobs where you have to do that. Yep. But and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is not optimal for productivity. We know this. Yep. Uh, myth number three, millennials are job hoppers, busted. Uh, we tend to stay at our first jobs longer than any other generation. Um, I don't know if there's See, anything else See, I'm to say a there. little bit skeptical of this. Yeah? Yeah, because we may stay at our first job longer than most generations. However, younger generations generally have more careers over time. Yeah. Uh, than older generations. Older yeah. generations, you could, it was like something like three and for us and for our parents, it's closer to 10 over our lifetime, over our working lifetime. So 
I am not so sure about this one. I think maybe millennials haven't gotten old enough for these statistics to really kind of... Set in. Yeah, for for us to get really good numbers on this. Um, Because I do think that millennials probably switch jobs quicker. Um, However, is that a fucking bad thing? Why is that a bad thing? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I'm sorry. I have better opportunities over here. Bye. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah. Fuck you. You're not giving me the opportunities of this person over here. If you're not willing to, I'm out. There's... There's nothing honorable about staying at a job where you're not being challenged. There's no opportunity for advancement. There's exactly. no self-growth. Self... Self... Growth. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're just at work, just slogging through work, there's nothing. Absolutely, and this is the thing that fascinates me: people that run these businesses who would say it's a bad thing for you to jump jobs are the same people who got where they are by taking advantage of their opportunities. Yeah. So if you're not gonna, if you're not going, if you're going to look down on somebody for taking advantage of better opportunities elsewhere. You go back, and you give back every opportunity you took, and see where the fuck you are. Yeah. It's, uh, you're not going to go anywhere. And so I don't even personally care if it's a myth that millennials are job hoppers, because to me, that just reads, millennials are smarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe a little bit more selfish, but who the fuck cares? Finding better jobs. And do you know what? do you know what that does? That creates competition in the marketplace for better options. Holy shit, capitalism! When everyone's looking for a better place, more places are going to be like, I'm better. Yeah. All right. This, uh, this is only good. <laughs> myth number four, if the uh, go to college, life will be good. I mean, we've talked about this. We have. To, um, to no end, we've talked about this. Getting a college degree More millennials have college degrees than previous generations. Uh, let's see here. 54, compared to our parents' generation, 54% more people have a bachelor's degree. Which has done nothing but devalue a bachelor's degree, by the way. Um, And he says a college degree has become the new high school diploma, with it being a requirement for most entry-level jobs. By 2020, Mm -hmm. 65% of all jobs in the U.S. will require post-secondary education. Um, Of that 65%, 35% require a bachelor's degree of some sort. Right now, 62% of millennials are in a job that requires a degree, but only a quarter are working in a field similar to their field of study. This has led to an increase in underdeployment across the millennial generation. See, we know this is... We know this. You and I have observed this. Yeah. In our friends, and uh, and, and people we know, and probably in ourselves. Um, you personally have not yet graduated. Nope. Uh, I have not. I have. And I've been... Everyone who knows me knows I've been applying for stuff in my field, and it's just not happening. Yeah. Um... All right, let's scroll. Let's hit this and close up. Yeah. Uh, uh, increase in earnings hasn't really changed, but cost of going to school has by a whole lot. Uh, which, to me, again, didn't happen until the government-backed student loan came into being. Yeah. Until colleges were like, hey, we can charge whatever we want, and the government's going to guarantee it. Colleges used to be super cheap. If you listen to John C. Dvorak, he was talking about how, back in the day, you could go to Berkeley on $100 a semester. Damn. I wonder what that translates to today. I kind of in today's money. Yeah, still cheaper. It can't be as much as it is. It's nowhere near as much as it is today. Yeah, and now you're running for at UNT for a state on school, average ten thousand a semester. semester. 
And that's yep. that's cheap. That is a cheap school. UNT is a cheap school. Like as far as value for money goes, UNT is fairly cheap. Yeah, I know. I was looking at. I was looking at going to USC, University of Southern California, mm-hmm. not South Carolina, which everyone seems to think. Um, <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah, no, Southern California, and um, they estimated fifty thousand dollars a year in school expenses. Jesus Christ. Uh, more stuff about increase in tuition costs. Yeah, it's it's super um, expensive now. Um, it's number five. Millennials should stop wasting their time and get a real degree. Um, talking about how people think that millennials are going for arts degrees and everyone should be going for STEM. Yeah. But more millennials are going for STEM than any other education. Um, mm-hmm. Which I was looking at a thread earlier online. I can't remember. I think it was on the, on the Facebacks. But I was looking at a at a at a thread. No, it was on Tumblr. And they were talking about how uh, someone posted, they were like, the more I see, the more I'm convinced that people in STEM need to take at least one literature class and one philosophy class. Yep. Which I think, um, well, personally, I mean, you have to do that in a university, don't you? I did. Yeah. I mean, it was required at UNT. Of course, UNT is that kind of school. I don't know if that would be required anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know. But, and everybody's commenting, like, oh, that shit's useless, fucking philosophy and literature. Fuck that noise. No one needs that. And I'm just like, what do you think builds cultures? Yeah, people just don't understand. STEM um, degrees don't make the Renaissance. Nope. <laughs> like, philosophy made the Renaissance. Philosophy made the Enlightenment. It was philosophy that allowed your STEM degrees to be worth any... Or, not STEM degrees back in that time, but it was philosophy that allowed uh, the uh, the mechanical engineers and the scientists to make the advances that they made in that time because philosophy became accepting of it. Yep. Um, one interesting thing they point out is that millennials um, compared to Gen X and baby boomers are going for way fewer education degrees or like you would get a degree and then work in education and maybe do research or yeah, whatever. That's because working in fucking public education sucks. Yeah, it's miserable. My mom's a teacher. She, she can regale you with some stories, bruh. Yep. Like, th- it's a problem. Yep. And uh, it's not even a wage problem necessarily. I mean, you get three months of the year off. It's not necessarily a wage problem. It's it's more of a uh, culture problem. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. massive problem in schools with uh, the culture. Of, there's a culture of corruption yep. in a lot of public schools. Um, and I'm not talking about it out of my ass here. I know teachers. My mother's a teacher. I have stories that I can tell you that I can't tell you because somebody at the school would get in trouble. Yeah. I can tell you them privately, but I, I could not say these stories on the show because people should have been fired that weren't. Yep. Basically, yeah, back back to this, because um, we're basically out of time. Um, yeah, uh, myth number six. We're going to 10 degrees, but there aren't jobs. Myth number six, millennials are financially irresponsible. Again, busted. We're saving more and earlier than previous, or we're saving less, but earlier than previous generations because we yes. have less disposable income to save. Yes, that's exactly true. And one thing that may not have been mentioned, and I'm not entirely sure if it was mentioned in this article, but uh, rents. He does back, mention. He mentions rents. Rents and housing costs. Do we know where? Uh, no. Oh, I think it's probably under myth number seven. Millennials yes. are delaying making major commitments. Marriage, okay. buying a house. Um, uh, millennials ha- living at home, kids. 15%. Compared to our parents' generation at only 12%. Yes. Married um, at age 18 to 35. Parents' generation, 59%. Millennials, 35%. And I say fucking good. Right. Like, 
we're seeing Jesus Christ, and he he talks about why this is, and because we're seeing so many marriages fail. Yeah, like there is no gain from getting married that yeah. early, unless you have a religious obligation to get married. In which case, yeah. Well, I also uh, have think, a different problem though, with that. Yeah, but. that's a whole other issue. But I do believe that more millennials are cohabitating. Yes. Which this number does not reveal. No. But I would say that more millennials are cohabitating with a with a significant other for a reason that we're going to mention if it comes up. Uh, well, that we'll mention regardless if it comes up. Uh, he does say on, on the marriage thing that millennials prioritize being a good parent um, yeah, that over is, getting married. Yeah, I would say you could just fifty-two percent of millennials say that being a, a great parent is the most important thing in their life, married or not. Only forty-two percent of the previous generation, with much more importance, being put on marriage. So what what they're saying is millennials are more. I guess what that would transfer to is millennials are more okay with getting divorced if it means a better life for their kid. Yeah. Whereas our parents' generation, it's like, nah, let's stay together even if it's bad for the kid. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, let's see here. Uh, finally, because we are not, we are the paragraph above the one that you were skimming. Okay. Finally, because we are getting married later or not at all, we are not buying homes. Anyway, it's not like most of us could afford them with the massive debt. Also, we've seen other parts of the American dream become a myth. Why do we think buying a house should be any different? Um, and then he goes into numbers. 40% of all... For previous generations, 40% of all home sales went to first-time buyers, but only around 30% from... 30% of millennials consider buying a, a house a priority. My um, prediction is that once we feel more established with our family and work lives, the housing market will explode. By 2025, there should be 20 million more millennials, millennials looking to buy a house, which makes sense. Yeah. Once you get married and start a family, you want to go look for a house, but because we're putting that off, our age, again, we haven't aged up enough that we're there yet. Uh, so maybe he doesn't talk about the rent in I don't know that he talks about rents, but I do want to mention it. Okay, this is something very important that I think older generations need to understand. Because they fucking don't. Back in the day, and I'm not entirely sure when these numbers were found, but I'm sure it's for at least when our parents were young. Mm -hmm. When our parents were our age. I'm sure it goes back to that. If not, maybe their parents uh, older. Mm -hmm. Regardless, doesn't matter. Rent used to be 25% of average take-home pay. On average, your rent was 25% of your take-home. Mm-hmm. Today, depending on where you are, it's 50 to 75%. I'm closer to the 75% yes. mark. 50 to 75% of your take-home pay is what it costs to put a roof over your fucking head. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's expensive as fuck. So the next time I hear some fucking old person talking about how awful it is that our generation isn't buying a house or that our generation isn't spending money on other shit, fuck you. It costs between 50 and 75% of our take-home pay to live. Yeah. That's not food. That's not water. That's not utilities. That is rent. The cost of a roof. Yep. Between 50 and 75% of take-home pay. Yep. Now. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. If you have a problem with the way that millennials are living, and well, you set the rents, perhaps make it cheaper, fucker. Yeah. Yeah. I have no... I am so... I've seen so much bullshit. And look, every generation has its problems. Yep. There was a whole generation that was totally behind Vietnam that was followed by the generation that was against it. 
Okay? The generation that was against it, a lot of them are bitching about their fucking social security. Right? On the average. Like, there's, like, most of the people that you hear talking about how awful the social security system is are people who are on the dole. And it pisses me off, especially when they're Republicans. Republicans who are so against welfare, but they're so pissed off about their social security. Now, they were sold a false bill of goods by the government. That's true. But you should have fucking known that if you're a critical thinker. You should have known the government was lying about social security. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, regardless of all of that, every generation has their problems. These are ours. We're Yeah, and we're a generation who can't see... Frankly, I think we're a generation who cares more about uh, being political, cr- politically correct and social justice than we do about reality. I think our generation specifically is a little bit more caught up in having the first woman president than having a president who's actually worth the shit, which is not Donald Trump, by the way. It's yeah. not Trump either. Nope. <laughs> nope. So I-, I think our generation has problems. Mm-hmm. These aren't it. We're not lazy. Nope. We're not bad consumers. We're not... We're not... Uh, oh. Yes, I want to correct what I said. I said these are ours. I meant the perceptions yeah, of these. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah, but like he just proved these aren't our These problems. are not our issues. We have other issues. And I will be happy to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But you are lazy. Fuck you. Fuck you. We're not, statistically. It's provable. It is. It's statistically provable. Millennials are not lazy. Millennials will work longer hours than you, motherfucker. So this is... I get so sick, and I've seen enough of it that I'm really, really mad about it at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I was for a while, and then I just got overwhelmed. It was like, just I, I can't expend the energy to be mad about this anymore. Yeah. And so I see this, and I shared it on Facebook. I tagged you in it. Yeah. Um, shared it with you in the hangout for this podcast um, because it's nice to see someone come out and be like, all these things people are saying are bullshit, but when people believe these myths, I just I just can't afford to care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that, and here, I mean, here's the thing, man, when and if our generation has kids, and we're doing it less than previous generations, but when and if our generation has kids, we're going to find shit about our kids that we don't like. Yep. And that's fine. But I think, hopefully, hopefully, and I don't, I don't know if, if any generation has come under fire since the hippies. I don't know if any generations come under fire so much as millennials. Yeah, I certainly don't know of that happening for Gen X. I, I, I don't know if it happened for Gen X either. Uh, perhaps our parents could tell us. But um, hopefully growing up in this climate where millennials are constantly under fire and under attack on television, on the internet, uh, we're, we're constantly being attacked by these people, hopefully this makes us more empathetic toward our own children. Hopefully, but... I mean, the hippie generation were the baby boomers, and arguably, yeah. they're worse about hating on us than the Gen X. I, I so agree with you. I think it's just an age thing. You just get old and crotchety. and Yeah, that's a definite possibility. But I, I, I do want to hope for the best. Yeah. And I hope that this makes us better people. I hope so. Uh, because, frankly, uh, and I'm almost where you are. I've almost seen it enough that I'm like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Because it gets like that. I have... Uh, 
a grand aunt and uncle who mm-hmm. I had to spend a lot of time with for a couple years, and they just subjected me to so much of this. Yeah. My grandparents. I spent a lot of... Trust me, I spent a lot of time being angry about this shit. Yeah. But... See, I haven't gotten it as bad from, from my family because I don't really talk to my extended family very much and my parents aren't too vocal about their opinions on millennials. My dad... My dad doesn't like them. Us. <laughs> my dad has a problem with the millennial work ethic, but I think it's just because I don't think he gets it. Yeah. I don't think he understands that technology has allowed us to work and be where we want when we want. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, Quality of life. Not necessarily in his field either. I mean, it's, I mean, for an industrial type job that requires an eight hour workday and stuff like that, yeah, he might have a problem finding young people to work that job. Mm-hmm. But in other sectors, we're better, we're more productive. Yep. So. Well, shall we wrap up? We have a place to be. I think we should. Uh, you, sir. I'm Ryan. Ryan. Find me on Ello, Ello.co slash Cheddarhawk54. Yes. I haven't checked Ello in forever. I have it as a pinned tab. I, I pin it keep, as well. keep forgetting to check it. I, I go to and it when I do my, uh, every, every, uh, not few minutes, every 30 minutes or so, I'll go check the pin tabs and see what's up on social media and then get the hell away from it because it's making me sick. I get into that <laughs> habit. Um, but yeah, find me there. Um, find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. At Shadowhawk54. At Shadowhawk54. Excellent. Uh, hashtag Cheddarhawk Lessons. Is hashtag Cheddarhawk Lessons. Uh, <laughs> I've been Dino. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Dean Wisner, D-E-A-N-W-I-S-E-N-E-R. Uh, don't, don't try to look me up on Facebook because I don't give a shit again. I don't, I don't give a shit and I probably won't talk to you. Um, Facebook is awful. It is. I've been checking it more just because... That's where I can keep up with my friends. Well, but yeah, man, I hate I've it. said for a very long time the only reason Facebook is still successful is because they have a monopoly on your friends. Yep, uh, and that's I, I think that's that still holds true today because it still sucks. Did yep. you see that they're trying to change the Instagram feed? Uh, the in, they another change because they just redid the whole app. No, that was a visual change. I'm talking about changing the content that comes up. No, I hadn't seen that. There was some stuff floating around, and I hadn't looked deeply into it, but I saw a thing where they were talking about changing the Instagram feed to better reflect your interests, just like they did with the Facebook feed. No. No. That that ruined Facebook. It did! Facebook used to be just a timeline of the things your friends said, and that that was when it was fun for me. Yes. Was when you could just go through Facebook, everything was chronological. Yep. Uh, but now they're thinking about going to the Instagram feed. And also, they weren't so news-based. Facebook is trying to be a news source now, which makes no fucking sense. But um, Facebook wants to be everything. the internet. Yeah. Facebook wants to be all things to all people. And I think that'll ultimately be their undoing. I hope. That was ultimately the undoing of Internet Explorer. Agreed. And, I don't know, MySpace never really got like that. My sta- MySpace just got upstaged. Yeah, MySpace just got upstaged. MySpace... By better design, really. Yeah. Back in the day, Facebook definitely outdid MySpace as far as design and aesthetic and UI goes. Yeah. Now, Facebook is... <laughs> MySpace's thing was customization, letting everyone... Oh, and so, right? And so, like, you didn't necessarily want to have on MySpace that one super emo friend whose wallpaper was, like, the sparkly black and red no, vampire no. thing, and their name was, like... 
XX Vampire 420 XX. I don't want my cursor and... to change when I go to your MySpace, motherfucker. I don't. I don't want sparklies coming off my cursor. It makes no fucking sense, and it confuses me visually. Yeah, I think that was MySpace's <laughs> biggest. The fact that problem. nobody has any design sense when they're 15 years old. <laughs> yep. But anyways. Find this, find this show on dean-o.net. Dean-o.net, dean-o.church. Go support us on Patreon. Patreon.com yes. slash drinkyfiles. Yes, patreon.com slash drinkyfiles. You can find us there and throw us a little bit of coins and throw us some jingle. I'm a... Uh, I just had an idea for a, a pa- Patreon backer level that yep. I need to run by you. So we might... um, I might run some ideas by Dean and we might come up with some new reward tiers just to yes. try and... that sounds good. Um... Alright, so, I've been Dino. I've been Ryan. And that's the end of our show. Thanks for listening. Man, we don't even have time to jerk off before we leave. Only audio listeners are going to get that, my friend. We could do one of those uh, Argon Wild audios where we just sit in the studio and jerk off for a few (laughs) minutes before we have to leave for our next thing. That sounds good to me. Dino Ned is a podcast network that brings you the listener donation-supported podcast. These shows are supported exclusively by their creator and their listeners. There are no ads on this network. That means the podcast you listen to is the product, not you. And remember, Dino Net is always looking for great shows to join in our movement. If you've got a podcast or you want to start a podcast and you feel like you would fit well with our family, come on, send us an email at deanwnet at gmail.com. Yeah,